Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. My name is Josh Denhart and I got my good friend Jeff here. And you know, we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. It's exciting for us, right? That of course we do take a look at the stats and we do take a look at how many listens and all of these things. And it is a growing podcast. We're thankful for you tuning in and helping make this a success. Um, we want it to be something that brings value to you, the listener, where you tune in and you're like, wow, that's actually helping me in my ministry. A couple of podcasts ago, we talked about the idea of suffering, right? And how that plays out in our ministry lives. Yeah, that went very long ago that we were talking about how to build a system for people to switch and not ditch. And we recently had a podcast about how we can beautifully exercise Sabbath. And so we are talking about a number and a variety of different things, all of which are seeking to help you, the ministry leader, gain skills, get your feet about you and get organized to make sure that you don't burn out in ministry. And so today's topic is kind of that old saying that you've heard, hurt people hurt people. Now, Jeff, um, if I were to bring in my own children onto the podcast and I were to say, okay, kids, tell us what is pastoral wisdom 101, my kids would say, hurt people hurt people. And then they would say, the issue is never the issue. And so this is wisdom that we've sought to pass on to our kids. And they have, I got to say, they have said this and referred to this many times over. Now I'm going to open with a, a short story. And the short story goes like this. My daughter came home in the first grade and she said, dad, I have a teacher at school and I won't say which subject it was. I have a teacher at school and she's just mean. She's just upset and she's just not fun. And it was a subject that everybody would want their kid to have fun in. And so she said in first grade, she said, you know, the issue's not the issue. Hurt people hurt people. I just think, now this is not, this isn't the first time, right? This was a number of conversations she finally concluded in her own first grade wisdom. I think that hurt people hurt people. Something has to have happened in her life. <laughs> well, lo and behold, she said, she came to my wife and I, and she said, I want to invite her over to our house for dinner. And we were like, Burr. you know, that's like, she, you know, yes, yes, sweetheart, we will do that. And so she ended up coming over for dinner. There's, it's an elongated story, which is super beautiful, actually. And my daughter... Uh, wanted to get her a present. And we're like, oh my word, how many layers of awkward could this be? Now, I want to be open, but I also, like, I'm just being transparent. It's It was awkward, right? Thinking about this. And so we ended up going to a store and we bought this humongous gift. It was just huge, right? And it, it was the word hope in red with, with big, huge, um, snowflakes on it, right? So we had this dinner and at dinner, Jeff, my daughter's intuition and her application of pastoral wisdom 101 that hurt people hurt people. This teacher was a Christian, but she had had her oldest son take his very own life. And as a result, as the stats go, when a child dies, but if a child dies at the at their very own hands, often the marriage just doesn't last. And so she had experienced not only the tragic death of her own son, but her marriage 
had fallen apart as well. And so she had some hurt and she was a hurt people. And therefore she had a little bit of an edge and a little bit of a challenge. And she was unfortunately or inevitably hurting people. Uh, the, the funny part of the story is, is that when she opened up this present from my daughter, which by the way, I was at the store with my daughter aggressively telling her not to pick that thing that she wanted because it was too big and it was too gaudy and it was too bold. She was insistent. No, daddy, that's the one. So we hand her this gift. And as she opens it, Jeff, her eyes fill with tears and she gasps truly. And she says, I cannot believe what this is. She said, my son took his own life right around Christmas time. And my other daughter wrote a poem called Hope about snowflakes. Now, that's this is a true story. So <laughs> my daughter gave her this, you know, two, three foot big tin thing that was painted bright red. And it said Hope and it had huge snowflakes on it. And so this lady started crying in our at our kitchen table. Right. She couldn't believe. My point is, is that can we as pastors see that the issue that's presenting isn't the issue that hurt people tend to hurt people so for us in ministry we need to be that empathetic leader that looks past the problem that's being presented so kind of a long intro story but jeff what do you think buddy isn't that a crazy you know my kids you know my daughter mm -hmm. well, hannah how about yeah. her and first yeah. i think we'll have to do a parenting podcast and figure out how we can make all of our kids have that level of discernment and in tune with the Holy Spirit and wisdom at the age of six. But yeah, that will say that for another podcast episode that it, it like I have goosebumps hearing that story yes. and just how involved the spirit was throughout that situation. And what a great reminder, I think, you know, a, a couple episodes, we did an episode on uh, long suffering and yes. in order to, how, how did the phrase go in order to in order to suffer long in order to, in order to experience long suffering one must suffer suffer long, long exactly and in it may sound like we're kind of going in line with that with this idea that hurt people hurt people and as ministry leaders we're going to experience kind of some of the the backlash the brunt or of that. The, yeah. the brunt that's the word of that from people but i think more so we want to speak to just our heart and position as ministry leaders to be able yes. to recognize what is happening, that this person is hurting and that the issue isn't the issue. The Yes. And so as much as we can understand that as in this episode, I think it'll help us. Uh, we yes. can be our own version of Hannah to so many people who are hurting and be able to minister and, and uplift people and meet them wherever they're at. And yeah, so that's yeah. where we're headed this episode and I'm looking forward to it. And I thought that was a perfect story to, to open up the podcast because it gives us a great example and uh, what humility and just, I just think it's so awesome that we now have a first grader to look up to. I think yes. so, so many times where I fall short in this area and uh, I'm sure many people listening can think of an example where they haven't maybe reacted to <laughs> the brunt of the hurt in the best way. And so yeah, now we her have, answer, right. Her exactly. answer when she was getting hurt along with a lot of her other fellow classmates, I mean, this was not a small thing. Other families were like, good gracious, mm -hmm. but it was a deal. Right. And my daughter's answer 
wasn't to be mad, wasn't to let's get rid of this person. Let's let's bring her close because something's going on here. What? Now I gotta be honest with you, Jeff. My wife and I, I mean, we seek to love God. We want to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. We want to be open to the Spirit. But in that moment when she said, I have an idea, let's have her over for dinner. My Both my wife and I, if I could have an emoji that went that way with this, it would be like the face with the big eyes, like, and I was like, yeah, okay, sure, okay, great. And she said, and I'm going to get a gift. And she just went on this whole thing and then... Now, the funny story is if my wife were here, she would say that it was my responsibility because she was teaching piano lessons the night that we went to go get the gift. We went to a grocery store. Now, in our <laughs> neck of the woods, it's called High V. Now, my wife was like, when she came home, I looked at my wife and I shook my head. No, like, don't say a single word. And then my wife was like, oh, you guys, okay, what'd you guys get? And she, Hannah said, we went to High V and Hannah or Sarah went what? and looked at me like, why would you go to High V? what so but literally in the store she pointed abruptly that's it daddy that's the one so my point is is that little kids don't have a smaller junior version of the holy spirit first of all amen on that second i can be crusty and corroded and my human heart cannot be as open to the leadings of the spirit sometimes because i've just quote too smart. No, I'm probably too old and I'm too crusted and I'm too calloused and too unaware. Now, Jeff, you did talk about how um, a couple of podcasts ago we talked about long suffering and that was more some strategic realizations that we are going to experience suffering as pastors. This one is a completely different bent on a similar topic in that we need to have eyes of compassion on mm-hmm. those that we lead because they're in suffering. Yeah. And uh, I'm wondering, why do you think as ministry leaders, kind of it, it almost seems like we're an easy target for this type of hurt. Why, why do you think that is? Why, why does it become our weight to carry? Okay, so Jeff, you're basically saying, why is it that people in ministry are maybe easy targets? Okay, um, give me a little room on this one, but there was a wonderful and wise woman, and they've been friends of ours for years, and my wife and I um, were in their presence, and we're talking about our lives and our marriages, as we often do with some of our closer friends, and everybody does that with their closer friends, and I was kind of making a joke about how my wife sometimes would be in a you know, in a frustrated state or something like this. And her tone of voice was very angry. She was very perturbed. And then she would answer the phone and be chipper dipper and be like, hello. And I was like, you know, we were, it was in a spirit of fun and, and joking. And she shut the entire conversation down, not as a trite, fun, joking thing, but she said, I'm going to stop you right here. Do you realize the privilege that you have because your wife does not feel safe to be open and honest about exactly what's going on in her life and that person that she's answering the phone for, she is not giving them her very true self. She is comfortable enough with you, Josh, that you can handle her true self. And that is a different way to think about it. Hmm. And so not all the time, but there are times that I think that people want 
to to not have a front and they want somebody can you really take the real me and as pastors sometimes i think we find ourselves in a space where people are going to feel the freedom to exercise more grace with you and just let it all hang out does that make any sense jeff it does i I think that's a great reframe. I, I also I think there's other situations too where I'm sure there's just we like to put blame on something and so if we don't like something we can we'll throw blame a certain way yep. and that can be yep. out of the hurt and just unhealth and there's really no relationship there in For s- sure. in many cases. But I, I like what you're saying because it, it truly could be and has been, at least in, in my experience, there's a relationship between you and some of these people yes, that there they is. feel more comfortable. And like you were saying there, that's or like your, your friend would say that that privilege there to actually open up and, and hear those, their reality, their truth. Now yeah, I, I'm, and I'm it might go not down come out in the, the nicest of ways always, but that that's a good picture to have. I would say there's there, like you brought up something else as well, right? That I think that there are times where somebody feels they know you well enough that they can truly be their authentic, real self, warts, wrinkles, and all. Okay, that's we've we've addressed that. And but maybe are, to go, sorry to to go on a different avenue of that, because oftentimes as ministry leaders, we're upfront and we're leading. Yes, we might not know all the people. So like a lead pastor, for example, of a church of a few hundred probably doesn't know every single person on the same relational level as the next person, but because they're seeing you every single week, they, mm-hmm. they hear your stories. They hear your heart. They, they feel like they, they think know they you know you better than they really actually. Level. Yes. Yeah. And so that allows them the freedom in their mind to email you every week about what they liked or didn't like about your sermon or things like that. And so this is very interesting. Is, it's a very layered reasoning, I think, of why people, why I guess it's easy for us to be targets in some way, but. Yes, and that that's very interesting because I actually think it's very funny, right? Um, side story, there was a time I was at a national conference and I was in my pajamas coming back from breakfast, bedhead and all, and there was a lady that was in the elevator with me and she kind of gave me a long look and then she just started talking to me like we were super good friends. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I just feel like I know you because I've watched 60 plus videos of you. I just feel like I know you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's what you're getting at, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's it could be another layer of why people might feel comfortable or okay expressing some of that hurt in our direction. But you were you're about to say something else. I interrupted you, but you're okay. Yes. And so there's there's that piece where either people do know us or they think they know us and they feel that they can be their more true and authentic self, which is not as guarded and might allow their hurt to eek or leak out. But on the mm-hmm. other hand, some people are literally bursting at the seams with their very own hurt. Often it's unseen, right? Hurting, emotionally injured, um, who on the outside might look perfect, but on the inside are deeply wounded, right? Uh, that th- You can see, like, we can be 
they see you or they see us as a quick opportunity to lash out and take shots. Absolutely happens. It's happened to me. If it hasn't happened to you, it's only a matter of time. Hurt people hurt people. But here's the crazy thing. In, in basic psychology, they would call this psychological displacement. It's the, it's the concept of when someone is walking through their life and through their living room and they're upset about their job and their boss dogging them out and they kick the dog. The dog is the dog is just present and it's the recipient of an overflow of mismanaged anxiety, hurt, anger, disappointment. So the dog didn't do anything, but their anger and frustration that's pent up and pent up for a long time can sometimes be on the receiving end of that. Listen, pastor, leader, director, you are going to be on the receiving end of that. Hurt people hurt people. Jesus came, hear me out, for the sick not for the healthy. We are an emergency room care kind of thing. We are urgent care and well-meaning, polished looking people are often deeply, deeply, deeply injured. Mm -hmm. I.e. hurt people, hurt people. They often take it out on us. We are that easy target, Jeff. And I don't think that this condones their behavior. And I don't think that people ought to be like, like, I think they should be at some level lovingly held accountable for unbiblical, unchristlike behavior. But I also, I don't want to give out a free grace card, but I also don't want us as leaders to take it as personally as we might take it. Knowing, mm -hmm. of course, this big concept that hurt people truly hurt people. Now, there's a, Jeff, are you a Shakespeare reader? I am not. On on the daily, I think I, I wake up, I do my <laughs> devotions, and then I dive right into Shakespeare. You know me, oh, Josh. Oh, Jeff. Yes, I know you. No, but there's there's a great quote in the middle of, I believe it's Hamlet. Somebody's going to put a, a post someplace and say, hey, he doesn't know Shakespeare. True that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this phrase that, that I think Brutus says to someone, and he says, Thou doth protesteth too much. So their protest was an indication that there was some other motive going on. He says, thou doth protesteth too much. Your pushback gives me reason to think that there's something more going on here. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, when I, have, when I have had a sheep, right? Let's pretend that I am an under-shepherd, right? Jesus is the great shepherd. I'm an under-shepherd. And I'm called, pastor means shepherd, same word. I'm called to shepherd these sheep. I'm telling you, brother, nobody really told me that sometimes the sheep bite. Mm -hmm. And when I've been bitten by a sheep, um, I often go, or, or when they freak out at a level t nine, and the issue to me looks like a level three, my discernment ought to kick in and go, oh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and assume that the issue isn't the issue. What you're presenting me and your anger and your, your angst is at a nine, that isn't in keeping with us not having enough children's programs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a, so yeah. what would you say then, because we might understand this on a, on a brain yes. level, but how do we move it to the heart? Because I think a lot of times those hurt, we hear the hurt and all of this hurt is situational and it comes in different forms and flavors and for different reasons, but we feel the brunt end of that and our reaction might not always be as wholesome as first yeah. grade Hannah as it <laughs> right. should be. 
And instead, we're maybe, sorry, throw you under the bus. We'll be Josh in this situation where we're a little yes. more old and corroded and have life under yep. us. And we're like, well, hey, I, I don't like how that made me feel. And so we understand, <laughs> okay, the issue isn't the issue. And you're just expressing this hurt and you're kicking the dog and you're really mad at this. But, but I just got kicked. That hurt. Yeah, that hurt. So <laughs> what, what, so how, how do you think we can better practice extending yeah, grace? Not Good taking call. it personally because, I, again, I think we understand that, but our our reaction oh it hurts in the moment, right? It's isn't like as full hey, of wisdom as first grade Hannah. Yeah, what you're saying is really good in theory. When somebody up and you know cracks me across the chin, wow, what do I do in that moment? Well, a couple things. Number one, Hebrews five. I just pulled this up on my phone. It says this for every. This is speaking about ultimately about Jesus who is the great high priest, it says this, for every high priest taken from among men is appointed on behalf of men pertaining to things that the, to the things of God in order to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Here's the important part. He can deal gently with the ignorant and misguided since he also is beset with weaknesses. Because he is obligated to offer sacrifices both for his, his sins and for the sins of the people. For them as well as for himself. No one takes this honor of himself. So Jesus did not glorify himself, but he became the high priest. And so Jesus did, of course, take on human flesh and blood. He walked among us on this dirty earth. At the end of the day, a good priest is somebody who understands that they themselves have been beset with weakness. So that person who's angry is not a foreigner to me. They are like I am one of them. Is that does that make sense to begin with? So there's an empathy factor that I've been there. The second piece I think is even more important and I'm going to flip here we go. This is this is one that's that I memorized out of a very portion a very hard 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 portion of ministry in my life. And I want to end with this today, Jeff. Um here it is. 2nd Timothy 2:24 to 26. And I set this to memory so that I could allow it to wash over me when these things happened to me. Okay, here it is. 2 Timothy 2, 24 to 26. The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God might grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. So this passage has been a shepherding standby for me. The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome. That's very hard. I'm pretty quick-tongued. I can think probably far too quickly on my feet, and I had to learn not to be quarrelsome, to be kind to all, now watch this. It says, when wronged, able to teach, and patient. With gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition. Um, if perhaps God might grant them repentance. And so there's a peaceableness, there is a peacefulness, but I think that it starts all the way back at the beginning of the podcast to go, something's not right here. If somebody is actually treating people this way, it stands to reason there's something deeper going on end quote, mm -hmm. Hannah, six years old. So given that we know foundationally that hurt people often displace and hurt other people, 
we could go in with a shepherd's heart that says, the Lord's bondservant is not quarrelsome, kind to all, able to teach when wronged. And so often, often sometimes, let me say two things. There are times where you get cracked across the chin and the spirit might lead you to say, hey, when that happened, it felt this way. Can you help me understand more? And you're diving deeper with that particular person, which you might find out true. And I have found out that the issue isn't the issue. I had somebody get mad at me, so mad at me one time. And I kept talking to them and I kept saying to anything else, well, this, and da, 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 da. is there anything else? This. And then I finally got to it and I said, is there anything else? And he said, I am furious. My son is a great singer and the youth pastor of this church is not willing to give him the microphone. And, I was, and he just went off on that. And I was like, okay, so this literally has nothing to do with me. We're actually, <laughs> over time, we got to the issue. He was furious, his words, that his son was being overlooked. That's the issue. Remember, we talked about this before. Normal, rational people become completely rational when it comes to their kids. He was off his rocker and furious and on a warpath, and I happened to be standing in front of him. And there was a minor thing in the area that I oversaw, and he was literally taking a pound of my flesh. So on one hand, that's a piece to sharing the sufferings of Christ, but I also want to know what's going on. So we worked through that. That's fine. But there are times where somebody's just going to crack you across the face, and you may not have an opportunity to have a 30-minute counseling session to unpack what's going on in their world. You've got a choice now. You can either seek to go toe-to-toe with them to vindicate yourself, sad, foolish, not going to help you, (laughs) or you can wait for the Lord, be patient when wronged, hope that this person comes to their senses, pray for them, that they aren't going to be held by the devil captive to do his will. So Jeff, at the end, here we are, right? Hurt mm-hmm. people hurt people. We have a, a couple of choices. Number one, I think empathy is the biggest uh, the biggest foundation upon which we should stand. If we're going to be in the ministry, we need to be, understand that we ourselves are beset with weaknesses. And there are many times that I have displaced and flipped on somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's a good reminder for us that we, we're in the people business. And for our business, eternity is on the line. And, you know, it's I just think it's most important that we don't view people as consumers, but we yep. remind ourselves that they're children of God, just like us. And it's it's not always fun. You might get bit, but we're we're ministers of people, and we're we're advocates for Christ. And right. all of us, whether we're the hurt people or whether we're whatever side we're on, whether we're hurting we're, people, we're, we're all imperfect. Yeah. We we all exactly are trying right. to figure it out together, and so. I just feel like if there was a hashtag or a one line that we could put on this podcast, it would just be like first grade Hannah. That's that's all I'd yes. want us to remember. Just in, in those moments when when we get hit by the hurt and we get kicked or, or bit when we feel like we don't deserve it and we want to retaliate or maybe our yep. first response isn't what it should be, uh, we can just have that moment. We can still our loud head voice and say how would Hannah react in this situation and beyond that how would Jesus react in this situation he'd he'd offer empathy he'd offer grace and he'd do his best to to minister maybe a meal right Mm -hmm. maybe a meal 
and a and giant hope a, sign with some snowflakes on it absolutely well at the end of the day jeff it's a it is a, a tear jerking story and, and if i if i only could somehow bottle up that moment when the spirit of god arrived and put the healing salve of jesus christ on that christian woman's lifetime wounds it was absolutely one of the highlights of my entire life to see the leading of a six-year-old girl come together for the healing of a wounded woman well gang this is the lead volunteers podcast we're super grateful super grateful that you guys are here with us hey lead with empathy you have yourself been beset with weakness and remember there have been many a time where i have kicked that dog if you're kicked show the love of jesus christ thank you guys so much we'll see you next time